Welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Eriketti, and we are live on AMA 30 WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We hear every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then, of course, we become a podcast. Usually, uh, we post sometime on Saturday for both episodes each week, Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, both episodes get posted sometime on Saturday to all of our social media channels as well as iTunes and I always say it's Stitcher. It's actually a really good service. I don't know if you've ever seen seen it for podcasting. Um, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's actually it's really user-friendly. I always post both links uh, just because it's so easy to just open and, and listen. Uh, you can join the conversation tonight by calling 508-871-7000. That's 508-871-7000. Once again, I'm your host, Vincent Eriketti, and co-hosting with me tonight is Barbara back again. Hello. How are you doing? I'm super. Thanks now, for asking. Now, you have two boys. I do. Uh, what are their ages now? One's going to be 14 next month. Oh, so my we'll God. We'll say 14 and 12. We'll round up. So you just, you just dealt with um, school vacation week. I did not, because I work. My husband's a teacher, though, so he dealt with oh, vacation week. Oh, very nice. This is why you're so in such a great mood. I figured you'd yes. come in, and you'd be exhausted, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, thank God, I have a little escapism. Nope. Uh, and, uh, of course, behind the board tonight, Russ back again, back at it behind the ones and the twos. Russ, thank you for coming in tonight. Um so we kind of have, uh, normally what we like to do is shout-outs at the beginning of, sh- of the show, but we kind of have some breaking um, breaking news in the world of food, and uh, it's very apropos. So as I came in, I got this notification on my phone. Headline, Taco Bell has dropped the naked chalupa chicken chalupa. Yeah. So Taco Bell is going to end their limited run of its naked chicken chalupa next month. The company said the menu item, which debuted in January, is served on a flattened piece of fried chicken instead of a taco shell. So basically what they did is they basically made a giant McNugget-shaped taco shell out of fire. Uh, chicken. That's what they made it out of, well, so, fire. <laughs> so before I knew this, I, you, I knew Barbara was coming in tonight, and I said, you know what, I'm going to get her one of these naked chicken chalupa tacos mm. so she can try, and then just, uh, again, fortuitous, that they t- decided to discontinue it. So you probably got one of the last ones. And it's, <laughs> doesn't make me feel like No, better. it's good. So <laughs> you tasted it and tell, tell, just tell everyone no, what I you thought, thought. At first, when I tasted it, it's supposed to be a taco. Why is there no beef in here? Yeah, there's nothing inside. <laughs> <laughs> Lettuce, tomato, cheese, and nothing. Um, well, because you think, oh, taco, there's beef. Right, or I, something. I understand the shell's made out of chicken and that's the meat, but come on, it's a taco. But right, it's got to be filled with something. And right. I thought, you know, it doesn't taste bad. And then about, I don't know, what, five, ten seconds after I swallowed the food, 
fire erupted in the back of my throat. And uh, and when you said it, I thought you were kind of being like a, a queen of drama, yeah. if you will. And because I've had one and it was not spicy at all. And that's what I made you take. And so when I tasted your chalupa, it was spicy <laughs> and hot. And on fire. Why would I lie about that? No, but it wasn't that there was spice. There was a lot. Yeah, it, it hurt it a ta- little bit. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I, I immediately ran into the other room and grabbed water because <laughs> holy bleep. Holy chalupas. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe they had some inconsistency with their product and distribution. Oh. And some people were getting it, and it was totally on fire, and some people were getting no spice at all. It is Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. No, not really the um, the brand of consistency. No. Uh, although I do I do have to say their, um, their raspberry iced tea, which is usually what I go there for, is always consistent. Yeah, but they don't actually make that, so. No, but they mix it, so at least they've got that down. <laughs> I, hey, I don't They've know. Got their ratios right. All I know is uh, it's it's just kind of funny how these types of things uh, how these types of things happen. Mm. So, um, do you um, do you by any chance have any other shout outs to give or or any uh, any places you've been recently? I know you don't because you're, you know, you your 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 loved ones are uh, the anti thesis of uh, adventure as far as uh, gastronomy is concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> large words that's tonight. being so nice i know but you know that's a lot of people are like that that's why we try to be entertaining in all ways um i don't i haven't gone anywhere i haven't gone anywhere lately <laughs> <laughs> so i've gone i've made myself some food and yeah and that was pretty good <laughs> but uh i i do want to um just before the break i want to give a couple of shout outs uh, i mentioned uh it a little bit last night but um Magnolia's 525 Tavern in Gloucester. Uh, again, I was just ha- ha- total happenstance that I went to Gloucester. Um, and what happened was this restaurant reached out to me and they said, oh, we'd love to have you come in. And they said this like three, four weeks ago. And I'm like, you know, I never go to Gloucester. So I sent one of my, um, one of my other co-hosts up and she was like, she couldn't speak highly enough of the place. She's like, oh, they brought out 12 dishes and my boyfriend and I were stuffed. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you guys are tiny. But um, they can pack away food. And um, so she she got great photos. And, you know, I, I knew it was a good place because as soon as she said it, I know she wouldn't lie. Um, and then I all of a sudden got a chance to go because I just happened to be in Gloucester. And I said, well, I'm going to get the one thing she didn't get, steak frites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say or tell anyone because I'm not a, you know, the jerk store is not, uh, not stocked up on me. If uh, if you will, and uh, their steak frites was awesome. I don't know how big of a fan you are of steak and Parmesan truffle French fries. <laughs> I would love to try some sometime. <laughs> well, the the crazy thing is, um, a lot of time with steak frites, they give you these giant steak fries that are not like crispy. Like I like French fries that are crispy. like crispy. I don't like well. Like a lot of people don't. Like my wife doesn't like uh, super crispy French fries. Although she doesn't really eat French fries anymore, but um, their French, their Parmesan truffle French fries, they were you could tell they were uh, obviously fresh because I mean mm. blah blah blah, you you could just tell. But they were super crispy, and I love that. Oh, I love that because it's like well, you need the texture because right. the inside is mushy, so you want the outside to be crispy. Right, and uh, the steak was so tender. Like everyone says, oh, steak is so tender you can cut it with a with a fork. The first time 
that has actually been true is when I had this uh, steak frites. Oh, yeah, the plating was beautiful. What Um, is the sauce? It was, I don't know, because they didn't, uh, they didn't tell me and I didn't ask, but it was very good. And it, I know, right? It's my job, but I didn't, because I, you know what it was? Uh, long drive, I had to mm. drop my, um, my wife is picking up her car. She knows a very good mechanic in Gloucester. And so we had to drive up there. And so on the drive back, I stopped and grabbed something. And, um, so I was like, kind, not in a rush, but I didn't want to, you know, lollygag mm-hmm. or anything like that. But uh, excellent, uh, excellent place. I really can't uh, speak highly, uh, can't speak highly enough about it. Um, and then, of course, um, I had this bloggers' dinner at Loretta's Last Call in Boston. Um, and you can check all the photos out and everything on my social media pages on Taste of Massachusetts. But the one thing I really wanted to mention um, was their fried chicken, because in retrospect, Is that cornbread. Yes. With homemade cornbread, and I didn't mention that, and I didn't mention they make their own pickles, which I love. <laughs> um, sliced, but, you know, whole would have been better. But, um, again, it was spicy. I didn't realize. They call it hot chicken, and I thought they meant, like, oh, it's fried chicken. It's hot fried chicken. Uh, no, <laughs> not true. So 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back... Do some uh, get into our housekeeping. Great events going on in and around New England, and uh, we also have an early Easter food test, candy uh-huh. test coming up <laughs> when we come back. Seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I'm Vincent Arichetti. Barbara is in with us tonight. How are you doing, Barbara? Super duper. Are you ready? Get into some uh, great uh, food in the new. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, housekeeping. Great you events. Want me to just take over for you. Yeah, I've forgotten how to speak. <laughs> it's been a long day. I had a lot of meetings today. Running around. It's uh. So it's fun. It's fun though. I have to say. Never. Uh, never complaining. Just uh, explaining. Uh, I wanted to start out, I kind of thought it was funny, as I was looking at some uh, new events or events to, to talk about tonight, there's a lot of winter fests going on, and no one, no one at all is in the mood for winter. No. And I don't think you can sled anymore. I think... Uh, Not unless you want to end up in a big, giant mud puddle at the yeah. bottom of it. Yeah. So um, I wanted to start out with... Um, Winterfest in Lowell. All information can be found at likelowell.com. <laughs> what? I just felt bad. I know. Don't you, were, you feel you bad? Were, you were counting on me. And while I have lived in Lowell pretty much for the past 20 years, I've never gone to Winterfest. <laughs> My in-laws go. I know, but I figured you'd been just because your kids more than anything no, else. No, I don't do anything nice for my kids. <laughs> yes, you do. You bring them to escape the room and... <laughs> Canopy Lake and all that craziness. You do kid stuff. Bah. Don't give me any credit. Ha posh. <laughs> Pukshaw. Uh, so, yes, uh, this weekend, Winterfest, while it's 70 degrees out. Yes. 
February 24th and 25th in Lowell. Catch uh, their annual Winterfest weekend in downtown Lowell featuring everything from outdoor amusement, ride, amusement rides, free ice skating. <laughs> I don't think you're ice skating. I don't think so. Um, and an all-you-can-eat chocolate festival, which I have to say, I that like I that. I would go to. Yeah. If but someone had told me. Well, you got two days, 24th and 25th. Or you got one day to yeah. go. Uh, activities also include a craft beer showcase and competition, mm-hmm. North Bowl soup competition. <laughs> it's so hot out. It's so funny. Uh, games and activities for in the family fun zone, outdoor amusements, etc. The grand finale combines a laser light show with music and fireworks. Psychedelic. Did you ever go to the uh, Museum of Science for Pink Floyd? I went for Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay, Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. They, they, it was weird because I remember um, in the mid to late 90s, the only ones they were doing was music that was like 30 years old. It was still good music, but it was like music from 30 years ago. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. That's no, all. absolutely not. So. Yeah, they're timeless. Uh, so uh, that is all going on. So I think uh, you may want to make your way down there. Because it's well, only one town, ta- like, you're right next door. Drink yes. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right next door. And yeah. it's free. Uh, that's my favorite word. Anytime anything's free, like, especially fireworks. Well, I mean, to be fair, we know where to go to not be in Lowell and still see the fireworks. Oh, so you have, see, so technically you've gone. Well, I can see fireworks, but I haven't gone to the... Right, right, but I mean, it's better to be like outside or wherever to watch the fireworks, enjoy mm-hmm. them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, uh, ending this week, uh, I normally talk more about this, but uh, Disney on Ice presents Follow Your Heart. Of course, uh, the final uh, final couple of days are uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Follow your heart straight to the adventure of Disney on Ice. Just mm-hmm. keep swimming with Dory and new pal Hank from Disney Pixar's Finding Dory. As they set out to find her parents and discover the devo- devotion of family. Aw, isn't that adorable? <laughs> I just thought it was weird because, like, I figured Disney on Ice, okay, come on, that's perfect for Frozen. Because everything, but I think they've done that to death now. Yes. Um, Not that I would know, but. No, but you, you know. have boys, so it's different. I know. If you had, I was to say, if you had girls, you know everything would have been Frozen. Uh. No? Oh, they, so. it might have been. I never really, like, the older Disney movies, I never really showed them to my kids. No, but what did, they must my, have seen Cars and stuff like that, though, right? Well, yeah. And that's Toy like, Story and all that. But, yeah, yeah. See, it, 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 it permeates, because they, they know how to target, so people, uh, you know, people love it. Um, also, now this is a little bit more like my speed type of stuff. Um, Chinese New Year in Harvard Square. Now, Chinese mm-hmm. New Year has already passed. I don't know why um, they're celebrating it this weekend in Harvard Square, but I'm not going to complain because they have uh, they have some great activities lined up. 12:30, they're having um, basically their you know tastings from a lot of uh, Chinese restaurants, including the Hong Kong and Tom's Bao Bao. Have you had uh, Bao Buns? them they're so good they're like these steamed buns and there's a little bit of sweetness to them but not too much and oh they're so good it's uh, you know it's 
it's hard. I keep telling my husband, I'm like, I, I just need a food friend. I need a food friend that I can go eat interesting food with. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to have to, like, steal you a cup for a couple of these uh, food events. Yes, please. Just uh, don't uh, don't tell anyone. Well, that sounds creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I can say, I, well, the, the thing is, like, you need people. One of the things I realized with Taste of Massachusetts, and I never would have guessed this, I need, like, a lot of times I'll have uh, other friends with, like, Instagram accounts or whatever, and I'll send them to restaurants instead of me going mm-hmm. because, like, it's just impossible to get all to get to all the places that, like, invite me now, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. I never thought it would be this um, consistent, but, like, there's a constant, like, two, three emails a day. Hey, love to have you in. We'd love you to try blah, 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 winter menu, summer, whatever the hell they're doing. And I, you know, I want to be nice, and they're nice enough to reach out to me and offer. I don't want to say no, but uh, it's it's kind of weird. So if anyone in the greater Lowell area reaches out to me, please feed me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you. Um, actually, there's an. I'll, I'll tell you during the next break. I'll tell you the egg roll place um, in Lowell. Oh my God, I'll, I'll I'll get into it during the break. But I want to finish this. Um, so schedule of activities for Chinese New Year in Harvard Square this weekend, twelve uh, thirty. Uh, their tastings going on. One o'clock, the lion dance, which if you've never seen a lion dance, it is... Am- well, you've seen one? No, it sounded like you were saying lion dance. I was like... No, hey. lion dance. Okay, no. <laughs> I saw a lion dance on Tuesday night at Loretta's last call, but... I don't associate lion dancing with Chinese. No, 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 not with Chinese culture. Um but a lion dance, which mm-hmm. is basically celebrates the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those those guys, girls, whoever's in the lion costume, it is so much more acrobatic than people realize. Um, it's generally two people at least in it, and they're jumping around. The person um, in the back half of the costume actually throws the person in the front of the costume up in the air, so it looks like the lion is jumping, you know, oh. like... Three, I've four seen, feet. I've seen them on TV, but I've never seen one in person. Yeah, you got to see it live. I, I saw mean, it's one. Impressive. Yeah, I've saw. I've seen a couple, but the w- most impressive one was in Disney World, um, just because, of course, they're going to have the best acrobats and and whatnot. Um, also, at one o'clock, they're doing an arts and crafts on the second floor of the Hong Kong restaurant uh, for two and a half hours. And um, finally, at starting at one thirty. Um, performances, lantern riddles, and prizes on the third floor of the Hong Kong. So that's all going on at Harvard Square this uh, this weekend. HarvardSquare.com for all information. I just really think um, I, I I love go. I've only been to a couple of them, but I like to talk about them because they're always uh, they're always interesting. Mm-hmm. You learn something, but they're also uh, ridiculously ridiculously entertaining. Um, and uh, you know. I do want to, uh, eh, I, you know what I've noticed lately? I, I've been, I, I, I don't do this on purpose, but um, when we get close to a hard break during the show, mm-hmm. uh, I realize I look at the clock and I'm like, ah, oh, two minutes, there's not enough time to start a new topic, not enough time to, uh, and, and there's nothing else to extend, I'm not going to BS. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> so um, when we come back, I want to, uh, I want to get into a few other, a uh, few other things going on. Uh, this uh, this week this weekend, no one talks about Mardi Gras. I think I want to try to change that. You know, Mardi Gras is just not big here. Well, it's because it's usually too cold. 
Yeah, to, to be outside and well, to half do anything naked. to earn beads. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> very true. Um, which is kind of which is kind of sad because I've always I don't know this. It just seems like such a fun time. Uh, Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday. When I went to Spain, I got to do their version Carnival in Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, churros and chocolate everywhere, and it's much more much tame much more tame than uh, than New Orleans, obviously, which is good because I was 15 at the time. So thank God. Um, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, get into more great events going on in and around New England, and uh, we're gonna get to this uh, Easter candy tasting. I know you're you're looking at me weird, but you you know you know there's only one thing you really need to taste. Well, you've tasted the rest. So five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back. The pink stuff inside the peep Oreo. 508 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Uh, hanging out uh, during the break, we decided uh, we would kind of move the show along a little quickly, and uh, we did a taste test. Yeah. I'm starting to think you invited me here to put <laughs> to awful you? things in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> here, try this taco. It's really good. It won't make you feel like your throat's bursting into flames. Here. Am, am I a witness to that? I... Well, if I die from it, yes. No, I mean, be just being a witness, period, when it came to all these testings yes. going on. I, so, I apologize um, for the bad language. <laughs> so during uh, so during the break, we decided to uh, have a, I guess the best way to say would be Easter candy taste test. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to see the items, uh, you can go to Facebook or Instagram uh, to, to see the various photos. So um, what we decided to taste test were Cadbury eggs, which are back in America, regardless of, uh, I know there were some stories out saying we might not be able to get them. We, we can get them, and they're in America. Um, Reese's peanut butter-shaped eggs, Yum. which is all they are. Reese's peanut butter-shaped eggs. Reese's peanut butter cups in the shape of an egg. That's it. That, that's all you need. That's Easter. They're, they're not even, they don't even have Easter colors on the packaging. Um, the standard bearer yellow peeps mm-hmm. and the brand spanking new, like they've just delivered them to the store. You hear it. Peeps Oreos. So what they are is they're in white Oreo with marshmallow peep flavored cream. <laughs> and right underneath it in bold letters, it said artificially flavored. Now, Barbara, are you surprised at all that that is artificially flavored? I'm wondering what they think the natural flavor is of a regular peep. <laughs> peep because there's really nothing natural about that either. The peeps aren't found in the wild, no? Um, only in really clever Instagram photos. Yes, I think. very true. But um, so um, let's um, it's, instead of going to the whole thing, I, I'm just basically going to ask straight up, what do you think about the Oreo flavored peeps? Um, I believe. To quote myself, I said, ugh, it tastes <laughs> like poison. <laughs> no, obviously not poison, because you've never tasted poison, but, oh, wow, people are commenting like crazy. I just posted it, and, and like 15 people are already like telling me 
Uh, kind of what you're saying. Ta- uh, it's nasty AF, which if, uh, exactly. if you understand short, uh, shorthand for social media, AF is as fudge. Bleep. Yes, as bleep. Um, it's just, first of all, if you look at the package of Oreos, it looks like vanilla Oreos with ham in the middle, which is... <laughs> Because of the color, yes. Because it looks like a color. circle color, a circle of ham, yes. And then when I bit into the Oreo, somehow the day glow pink looked brighter. Um like radioactive, but it tastes like it's just got too much food color. Yeah, and, and that bitter I think that's the uh I think that at the end of the day that is the that is the big takeaway. Uh I tasted one. I'm not a I'm not really a fan of Oreos as it is. Um but what I know, blasphemy, right? It's just because I know what's in an Oreo. I know how many calories and saturated fat. Happiness? You don't yes. like happiness? No, I don't. <laughs> my my heart is black. Um, Although my dad always liked Hydrox better. Yeah, but they don't make them anymore. I know. Um, I do have to say, uh, yeah, it, these Oreo flavored, these peep flavored Oreos, that whatever the coloring is. I, I know it's flavoring and coloring for the cream inside to be super pink. Yeah, that's and not right. And it, it, it doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste like mar. It doesn't even taste like Peeps. You know how Peeps are basically no, we've marshmallow? we right here. If you take a bite of this and take a bite of that. Yeah. Mm-mm. So uh, the four items we have are the Reese's peanut butter cups shaped like eggs, Cadbury eggs, Peeps, and Peep-flavored filled Oreos. What is your determination on your favorite of these four items? Well, I w- the peanut butter eggs are my favorite. Okay. I do like the Cadbury eggs, but for some reason, Cadbury chocolate just hurts my teeth. Yeah, it's the it's that crazy European chocolate. I don't even know what it is because Cadbury eggs, um, they're it's a company in England, and there was, there was this whole big kerfuffle that they weren't going to ship to America anymore. Or I don't even know what the hell happened, but they do still, so no one needs to worry. Um, i I got I to gotta agree with you. Uh, I don't need to really taste. Uh, I, other than the Oreos, I've tasted everything before. I'm telling you, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup's the way to go, shaped mm-hmm. like eggs. And uh, Cadbury eggs, just too rich, too creamy, too sugary for me. Peeps, ugh. They're okay. You know what a lot of people do with Peeps? They make s'mores with Peeps. I was just thinking I'd like to put one on a stick and roast it. Yeah, I think that is the way to go with a Peep. Hmm. But I wonder if the sugar on the outside will char too much. Probably. Give it that kind of yucky, bitter, burnt flavor. Or it could smell like birthday cake. You know burnt sugar smells like birthday cake? I did not know that. Yeah, true. 100% true. 100% 100% true. So, uh, yes, so for Easter, stick with <laughs> stick with what you know. Mm. Yeah, those, those I, I really got mainly to try the Oreos, but I figured, ah, well, you know, we'll try. Uh, I'm I tell- mainly got those to torture you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm telling you, yeah, those Oreos are, are, are rough, those uh, peep-flavored Oreos. But you can bring them home to your kids. They'll probably like them. Oh, there's sugar in it, yeah. There you go. I uh, want to get back to some great events going on in and around New England. Um the only really interesting Mardi Gras-style event I saw was Celebrate Mardi Gras with Dorchester Brewing Company. Uh, Saturday, February 25th, so obviously they're celebrating it early because they want to celebrate during the weekend, not on a Tuesday. Uh, from 2.30 to 5.30, live jazz music with Sammy D and the Late Risers. Ha, 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 ha. 
Uh, free king cake, which if you're familiar with any of the traditions with Mardi Gras, they always have a king cake, kind of slightly sweet bread cake. No? Mm. I've never heard of it. Uh, for the first 50 customers, um, several food trucks will be there serving Nolan's Cuisine. And a, at 5 p.m., a costume contest. I have no clue what a costume contest for a Mardi Gras uh, party means. Like, I don't know. I, I know, obviously, as you said, it involves beads. I just uh, don't want to get any I any would imagine very that. flashy, very yeah. over-the-top. Well, it's not Carnival. Carnival, you know, masks and whatnot. Oh, I know, but people wear that kind of stuff to Mardi Gras, too, so... They do. So, I mean, it's technically the same <laughs> celebration, so... Um, an event that I thought, again, I don't know if you would like this or not. We talked about it last night, but I wanted to mention it again, because I think this is something you might uh, find interesting. Wine tasting and glass blowing. Yeah, I read that wrong, and I thought it said bowling. So oh, <laughs> glass like, bowling? Well, that's different. Um, obviously, you have to be 21 plus for this. Come and join the warmest place in Boston. Well, technically, it's all warm. Again, you'll notice that a lot of these are kind of focused on warming people up, and yet, I mean, what was it, 70 today? Yeah, no one needs warming up. Um, glass blowing demonstration accompanied by a selection of great wines and snacks. Um, $35. This is at the DiabloGlassSchool.com. Uh, Diablo Glass School. I talk about them a lot just because I think they're great. I think some of the things they offer are interesting. This is the cheapest one I've seen so far. Um, $35. Because obviously I'm assuming there's a lot of cost involved with something like this. You know, just getting that fire up to, I think it has to be 2000, 1000 degrees or something like that. Mm. So. Um, what do you, what do you think of this? I, I kind of uh, picked this specifically for you. I think it's interesting. I, no, I mean, like, I kind of wish that you were getting to try glass blowing. It sounds like it's a demonstration, but. Oh, no, no, you do. Um, you? Yeah, there's, uh, I think, uh, it's something along the lines of, you know, they just pick one person to attempt certain aspects yeah. of it, because obviously you got to put on all the safety equipment and that takes time. Yeah. Um, usually the, the, uh, shaping of the glass and things of that nature. So now, uh, if it was glass bowling, I'd be all over it. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> well, I know you're very artsy and craftsy, and so I figured something like this might interest you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, moving on, um, as we were kind of talking about earlier with Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin at the Museum of Science Planetarium, I wanted yeah. to let you know what they're doing now. Are you ready for this? I know you're, you're shaking your head I'm as you read my this. Head. <laughs> The Beyonce experience at the Museum of Science, uh, again, uh, this is only $10, by the way, at the planetarium. So um, using cutting-edge technology, the Beyonce experience redefines nightlife in Boston by fusing the sounds of one of today's most popular artists with stunning and inventive visuals under the Charles Hayden Planetarium Dome. So basically, when we were... It's the laser show. It's the laser show with Beyonce. Okay. Okay. I don't know where you, I, I don't understand. It, there must be, obviously, a market for it if they're doing it. Well, yeah. But like 10 bucks, that's kind of cheap. That's, I don't want to anger any Beyonce fans. Oh, you're not going to anger Beyonce fans. That's why, why do you think you're, all it's I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing I don't get is that like when we were younger, it was Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and it was music that was sort of mellow and you just sort of lay there and. Well, there, there were a lot of stoners in well, the crowd. Yeah. We know that. But uh, Beyonce is like, up. you want to get up and dance around. So, which I 
is that going to be the thing or it doesn't it's not music to like lay down to do you know what i mean right it's not music you look up to and just hang out and go yeah and like like relax yeah it's like if you like it then you should have put a ring on it and you, you know you want to get up I, I guess yeah um also going on this weekend, and um, I want to kind of finish with this one. This is intriguing. Yes, because I figured you'd like this. <laughs> Dirty Disney at midnight um, at Laugh Boston, Summer Street in Boston, admissions 15 and $20. Basically, all of your favorite Disney songs done in a dirty way. Yay, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> LaughBoston.com for all information. 508-871-7000 is the number to join us. When we come back, I think we're going to get into the wide world of food a little early. We've got a lot of great stories when we come back. Flyest white guy on the radio. That's you. That is me. Now that Michael Graham is gone. <laughs> he just went to, uh, I think, South Carolina or someplace. I don't know. Uh, 508 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I'm Vincent Arachetti. Barbara sitting in with us tonight. Russ behind the glass on the ones and the twos. Russ, I think it's time. Make sure you play yours, not um, the other guy's. Oh, don't worry. It's uh, it's all sad, and I, I'm I'm flattered and honored to be you, here tonight do you, to do the show. Do you know that Andy recorded one? No. Yeah, he recorded one for himself. Uh, Wide World of Food Open. He hasn't used it yet because it's been so long since he's done the show. Uh, and, and plus, Cam I think does the show more, doesn't he? With, yeah. Uh, usually, it's it's most likely Cam, but um, Andy recorded one, and it still has yet to be used. Believe it or not, so let's go to the original, to the Russ, to the wide world of food. This is Taste of Massachusetts, wide world of food. (laughs) You love that, don't you? (laughs) Makes me giggle. I know, Barbara. (laughs) Uh, Kicking off the wide world of food, you were, uh, you, Barbara, were very upset at this. Zima. No, I wasn't upset. Okay, clarify. It just makes me remember things, that's all. Zima is ready to make a comeback. Uh, I posted this on our Facebook page as a link, and people went absolutely bonkers, um, which is good because it means the people who decided to follow Taste of Massachusetts really are my people. You know what I mean? Zima, I can't wait. Zima was like one of my favorite uh, inventions of all time. Uh, for those who don't know, in the mid-90s, uh, Zima hit the markets. A clear blast from the past. It is a clear malted beverage uh, that is very smooth, kind of like Sprite with vodka, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah, I think I think that's accurate. I, mean, I he, would say, like, Sprite with, like, bottom shelf vodka. Oh, <laughs> no, it was... I, I, it was my favorite, let's pretend we're grown-ups drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, apparently the clear malt beverage, uh, which debuted in 1993, wow, 93, 
Um, and was a popular, <laughs> I know you're shaking your head, and was a popular fixture of the nightclub scene. I was not going to nightclubs at age 17. Um, uh, but sales declined over time because everyone who wanted to buy it wasn't old enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the company discontinued Zima in the U.S. in 2008. It I don't lasted rem- that long? I don't remember seeing it after maybe 2000 at the latest. Oh, on a completely sort of unrelated note. Yes. Speaking of things from then, because yes, it makes me recall my days working at the mall. Yes. As my boss, yes. What? Sorry, I'm banging <laughs> okay. on the table. Do you know what I've been seeing at, like, the grocery store mostly? What? Crystal Pepsi. Oh, yeah. They're trying to bring it back. Why? I don't know. Okay. Maybe they found, like, some extra, and it That's lasts forever. That's what I was thinking when you said you, you didn't see it. I was like, oh, they probably just took whatever was in the back room and shoved it out there. But that made me think of the Crystal wow, Pepsi. Wow, Crystal Pepsi's trying to make a comeback? Maybe know. they heard about Zima, and they're trying to, like... I don't know. Remember, but it was like the mid-90s. Everything was supposed to be clear and, like, <laughs> future. It was it, like they said futuristic, but there's nothing futuristic about clear Pepsi or clear. No. It didn't taste like Pepsi. It tasted like Sprite. Yeah, it did. It did because it had Cause no. Because it probably was. <laughs> I was going to say, right? <laughs> um, it was basically Mountain Dew with no yellow food coloring. <laughs> uh, so, um Yes, Zima, the clear malt beverage, debuted in 1993 and was popular uh, at nightclubs and uh, with me. Uh, but uh, sales declined over time, and the company discontinued the product in 2008. Um, wow. Miller Coors owns it. I didn't realize that they were the ones who invented and own it. So. I don't know if I'd brag about that. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> so they said, uh, if you're one of the zillion fans who have missed Zima, the answer should be clear. Uh, it's unclear when Zima will return. But it's expected to be back sometime in 2017. I can tell you when um, when Julio's Liquors get some, like say, that, oh. like whatever that day is, we are drinking it on this show. I know what you're bringing to Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, hopefully Fourth of July or possibly even um, Memorial Day or I don't know. But I'm oh. definitely I'm definitely uh, grabbing some. Zima is a clear citrus flavored beverage. Uh, with a 4.7% alcohol by volume level. Its advertising slogan at the time in the 90s debuted was something different instead of something different. So bad marketing, bad marketing. Uh, But it was a great product. Uh, Because of the recent success of hard lemonades and hard sodas, uh, Miller Coors believes that Zima may enjoy a second run at success. Zima never totally went out of style. Uh, It continues to be popular in, guess what country? Japan, yes. <laughs> you do not have the story in front of you, and yet you were able to properly assess. I'm pretty good with my knowledge of Japanese culture. Yes. It's all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Intriguingly crazy, I should say that. Yes, yes it is. Um, also, uh, also breaking news kind of today, and I posted it on our Facebook page as well, and people are, seem to be going nuts sharing it and whatnot. Oreo, <sighs> a- after their debacle with Peeps, have come out with, or they've announced they will come out with, what they are calling firework Oreos. And what they are is, you know, everyone's familiar with Pop Rocks. Oreo wanted to partner with Pop Rocks. Apparently Pop Rocks couldn't get, you know, out of their own way to partner with Oreo. So now Oreo, Nabisco, owned by Nabisco, 
developed their own Pop Rocks. They're putting it inside their Oreos, and now they're releasing Firework Oreos sometime this year. Nope. No, I'm thinking sometime around um, 4th of July would be perfect. Well, that would seem like the the thing they're going to target. Yeah. So uh, this is according to Junk Food Isle, which is a great webpage and social media presence if you if you ever have the chance. I don't know how they get this stuff. But uh, Oreo will be releasing a limited edition of Firework Flavor that will have Pop Rock type candy in the cream filling. So it's not in the cookie, just in the cream. Uh, it's not a collaboration with Pop Rocks. They went out of their way to say that. Um, Junk Food Isle said that the flavor will be coming soon with no release date. Everyone is basically thinking this is perfect for 4th of July or some type of firework-related uh, tie-in. I don't know how you'd tie it into... Winterfest, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be surprised? Nothing, no. no. Nothing really surprises me. Um, <laughs> I want to get to... Uh, let's do one more story just before we hit the break, and I uh, just want to give this headline. Um, everyone knows that McDonald's does crazy things, uh, crazy food items, different food items around the world. Mm-hmm. And um, in the Czech Republic... McDonald's serves bone-in ribs at their at their franchises at their locations, and, and I just I found that I just find this so fascinating because, like, why of all places the Czech Republic? Like, I'm assuming ribs is not really that big of a uh, <laughs> big of a uh, like. There's no big, you know, like America we have. South, you know, in the south there's like ribs and barbecue, and in yeah. the north we have chowder and whatever. Like Czech Republic, ribs are big in the Czech Republic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, clearly it's not a sandwich. No, 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 no. So no. I don't think it like, I want some ribs. I'm going to McDonald's. So. But you you also speak Czech. <laughs> well, I don't know, but. Uh, just of all the places for them to serve bone and ribs, it seems like a little, a little far fetched. It, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. No, and the other thing is, it's not an item that, obviously, McDonald's, they produce everything in, where not warehouses, but they produce everything in one place and then distribute to all of their locations. Yeah. Ribs is not like an easy thing to prep, heat up. No. You, and it's not like they're deep frying ribs. No, no. You you couldn't, right? There's no... I don't know, but it sounds like it might be good. <laughs> <laughs> what, deep fried ribs? I don't know about that. Uh, 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, we're going to get to, um, well, a lot more food, what, a lot more of the wide world of food, a lot more food stories. Um, Vinny's girly drink of the week coming up at 8.15. Where do you see this? I think I found one of the better places for Vinny's girly drinks of the week. Of all of them, this is probably top five, top ten. Is it my house? No, it's not your house. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand. We'll be right back. Wait, eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Russ, of course, remembered that we always wait for Lionel Richie to yell before we come back from break. See, I, I, I may have been away for a while, but a lot of the tricks I have never forgotten. Never forgot. Um, 
In uh, Lionel Richie news, I've been waiting for uh, for his bumper music to come up. Uh, Lionel Richie is recovering from a procedure, and so he will have to postpone his tour with Mariah Carey. This is very disturbing news for me. Um, no one needs to worry. He is uh, he is fine. But uh, Lionel Richie said uh, he won't recover from his knee procedure in time to launch his tour with Mariah Carey next month. So uh, it is going to be delayed. However, he will still continue. Just a little bit of delay. So no one need to worry. Yeah. You were. I know you're not a. I'm a. I I like Lionel Richie. I think he just realized he was. Planning a tour with Mariah Carey and said, "Oh my God, I gotta oh, think of them fast." <laughs> she is a she's an American delight. She's an American treasure. Sure. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Oh come on, Mariah Carey. What's wrong with Mariah? America's train wreck. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um. So continuing with uh, I, I'm, I'm having some static. Do you hear the static? I just heard it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. Um, so continuing with the wide world of food, uh, I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, I didn't have it in the notes, but I want to get to it. Your morning will drastically improve thanks to these Girl Scout cookie donuts. Nice. Okay, so this gets the Barbara seal of approval. Only if they're going to have a Samoa. Oh, of course they are. They have to. I think they call them caramel delights now, but... So, um, the, I'm just going to go straight through it. Um, Broad Street Donut Company in New Jersey released three Girl Scout cookie flavored donuts. Number one, Thin Mint. Of course. Number two, Samoa. Yeah. AKA Caramel Delights. Mm -hmm. And number three, Tagalongs, AKA the Peanut Butter Patties. Mm -hmm. So thankfully someone finally figured out a way to incorporate all of these, um, goodness cookie goodness into uh, into donuts because apparently the biggest trend now is whatever is good, mix it with a donut. So if you like croissants, mix it with a donut. If you like cupcakes, mix it with a donut. No. So here's what I always told everyone to do. Every restaurant owner I know, I tell them, what you need to do is you need to take a brownie and a cookie and put them together in some way and call them a brookie. You know they sell cookie brownie mix at the grocery store. Right, but it's the same thing, right? So you have to make cookies and make brownies and then, like, put the cookie in between the brownie and then smush them together and then call them brookies. You it's to- look I'm- so happy when you say it. <laughs> I'm just so proud of myself. It's just like you never know what silly little thing everyone's going to immediately gravitate to. Why can't you call it a crownie? A crownie? Um, what's the CR? Cookie, brownie, so literally just the C from the cookie. Yeah, because C, the brownie is better. <laughs> and because C is for cookie. Which, C is for cookie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think kids even know who Cookie Monster is anymore? I, my, yeah, probably. mine don't. <laughs> no, exactly. No, none of them do. Sesame Street is so old, it goes back to 1969. Yeah, That's exactly. even scarier. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's on HBO, so how many kids can really watch it? Well, because everyone, they should have went to Netflix, because that's what everyone has. Um, anyway, I, I found, uh, I found this, uh, this whole story about the cookie. Oh, wait, how do you even say it? I'm trying to figure out how to say the Girl Scout cookie donuts. So they're just, that's just what they're called. Um, they have not been sued by Girl Scout cookie, Girl Scout Inc. or whatever. Because 
apparently, um, the dude that owns the shop, um, I'm sorry, the woman who owns the sh- shop, her name's Desdemona. So you don't mess with someone named Desdemona. Desdemona. Um, she purchased thousands of boxes of Girl Scout cookies. So apparently, uh, her neighbor's daughter is like gonna go to, uh, the trip to Washington DC for free. <laughs> But that, like, honestly, if you're, I've, I've said this a million times and I'm going to say it a million more. All of the girls who go into Girl Scouts and learn how to sell Girl Scout cookies, mm-hmm. a good product, usually $5 a box. Yes. So good product, priced properly. They're all going to be running the businesses of our country in the next 15 years because it's genius. It's like, it's just what's going to happen. Because you know what the Boy Scouts sell? Popcorn. Organic, crappy popcorn that costs $10 a bag. Yeah. And it's, and it's horrible. Yeah. It's, I, it's not, you know. No, I had the microwave stuff once and it wasn't bad. But no. Like the cans. They sell cans or boxes of it or something too. Bags. Little yeah. clear bags that are long and phallic. That's and, not good. No, they're not, dude. Girls are going to run the country. Like, people, all these parades and marches, don't worry about it. Girls are going to be the only ones who figure out how to run a business um, because they're learning. They're learning at a young age where the boys are just selling crappy products. That's overpriced. They're sort of learning how to sell drugs, really. <laughs> what, the girls? <laughs> yeah. uh, drugs, product, whatever. It's all the same. All I know is uh, 20 people shared... <laughs> Put this in your body. It makes you feel good. <laughs> All I know is 20 people shared it, so uh, they must be they must no, be doing something. I right. would agree. I think it's a good way to get girls, you know, experience in the, in the business world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's guerrilla marketing, which technically social media now you can plug into social media, and if your product's good, and you're, are you saying I should have stuck with the Girl Scouts longer? Uh, I didn't know you were in the Girl Scouts. One year. One. Yeah, it's a long story. Yeah, <laughs> did you get kicked out? Nope. 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 Did, you, did you get into a fight with someone? No, it has to do with my mom. Oh, did your mom get into a fight with someone? <laughs> Can't you see that happening? I Absolutely. <laughs> I love your mom. She's like the best. <laughs> I could totally see your mom getting it. Getting, what? What do you mean she didn't get the badge? <laughs> what? What? What'd you call me? <laughs> your mom would be all over that. Yes. I love yes. that. Do you still have the photo? Did you ever put the photo on social media that you had? Which that one? your mom, your mom had a picture of you with a beer can at like age two. Oh, the beer and the Oreos. No, <laughs> I've never put that. Mm-mm. That would be funny. I, I just remember know where that is. No, I remember she brought it in when we were working together. She brought it into work and showed me. Yeah, I don't know where that is. She that's might awesome. still have it. But that's what social media is made for. You put that on, that's social media gold. Yeah, if I put a picture of me like that on there, if I put a picture of my kids online like that, I'll be in jail. Oh, yeah, because people are, you know, <laughs> everyone's precious little snowflake. Um, let's do one more quick story before the break. And you were actually asking about this um, when we were chatting during the last break. Burger King has a new chow mein burger that's drenched in Kung, Kung Pao sauce. And you were like, oh, wow, that sounds good. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. And then you saw... It's only available in Burger King, India. Yeah, I don't like it enough to go all the way to India. No. <laughs> so, yeah, their Whopper features either chicken, vegetable, or mutton, because obviously they're not going to have beef or cow. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but, yeah, it's, it actually sounds pretty good. Like, usually we hear these weird things in other countries that yeah. they're doing, but, like, ribs at McDonald's. 
like real ribs. Mm-hmm. But that actually sounds pretty good. So, anyway. 508-871-7000 the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week. It's going to be a good one. That music means it's time for Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week. Brought to you by Julio's Liquors in Westboro, not your typical liquor store. Uh, their big whiskey weekend is going on. Go Whiskey Weekend. Nice. Thirteen. Uh, there's, I forget how many events total, but 13 of the events are free to sample whiskeys from around the world. Japanese, Vietnamese, Scotland, nice. Canadian. They have a Canadian one called... Um, Moose Trail, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, Canada! It's uh, you know I know silly names, but it's so uh, so so very very good. So Vinny's girly drink of the week this week is the Mimosa Flight from Hops and Scotch in Brookline, and I'll show you very quickly. So what they decided to do, yeah, it's a flight. There's four little mimosas. And um, I know they switch them up seasonally, but generally they do a strawberry one, a pineapple one, a blueberry one, um, usually some type of mojito version as well. And, uh, yeah, beautiful. So I just posted that on. It's very pretty. It, it's beautiful. I just posted it on our social media. Mm. But of all the, like, I need to. So I've uh, I've been there once for brunch, and I think I had, I think I had their strawberry mimosa. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I never had the flight, and the flight, I don't know if they just started doing them. Um, I just, I think a week or two ago, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to grab it, and I need to go for the full flight, because I've had one. Well, if you're going to do it, you might as well do all of Exactly. So everyone, um, I just posted it, and, like, people are people are really going nuts kind of fast, which is, which is good, and I knew they would, because I'm the master of the girly drink, and it's 8.15 on a Friday. It's Vinny's girly drink of the week time. Oh yeah, but um, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. And so uh, I got to get in there to um, Hops and Scotch Brookline, and uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm not a drinker, but a mimosa sounds. Yes, especially Sunday morning when mm. you have the drink first, and then you relax, yeah. and then you eat breakfast, and then you have like just a regular orange juice, mm-hmm. and then by the time you're done, you know you're just relaxed. It's all you know, everything's worn off and. Whatnot, but uh, just so you know, that flight—they're small. You know, there's four of them, but they're small. They're tiny yeah. glasses. Yeah, though, it's right. not like you're not getting. Because um, you, you can't tell in the picture. You'd think like, oh, <laughs> it's a nice wooden plate with four large size glasses. On yes, it. yes, a flight. Uh, I don't know what they call those flight. Um, you see them a lot with beer, wine yeah. flights. They have these wooden um, boards, and then the glass—the base of the glass fits into it. Like it's it's. Um, it's indented so that they can yeah. bring it all over at once and not spill it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, that is uh, hops and scotch, Brookline for Vinny's girly drink of the week. I approve. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because without your approval, it would mean nothing. Well, you know, most things are that way. But 
Um, I do want to, uh, I, you, you mentioned during the break that um, you had actually been to Egg Roll Cafe in Lowell. Yes. I, I cannot speak enough about it. I only went once. I had a, I sat with the, uh, the owner sat and said, oh, I want you to try this. I'm like, oh, God. Totally stuffed me. But the thing that I love, first of all, they have a bunch of different types of egg rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they did a samosa egg roll. So samosa is the Indian um, kind of dumpling, yeah. except instead of putting it in a dumpling, they put the filling, which is usually potato, peas, and, and uh, mild, usually milder spices, um, and they put that into an egg roll, and it was so good because they had a mango sauce that yeah. they made themselves. And I, I said, because the, you know, the owner is the chef, and he's proud of everything, and I said, you make this? I'm like, how much time does it take? And he says, oh, yeah. Because you got to peel the mangoes fresh, yeah, and then cook them down. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, we make a lot of it at once." And luckily, you know, luckily it uh, it uh, holds, but it goes fast because everyone loves it. Yeah. And then I love their curry soup, their Thai curry soup with uh, a little. There's coconut milk in it. He does that fresh too, mm. which is weird because now you can get it. You know, you can get coconut milk in the um, in the containers, but um, yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I still do it fresh." Uh, but just for the soup because you can just splash it over and it makes a difference. But what did you like from there? Uh, we, I, I like that they deliver. Yes, <laughs> always good. I like that. I, I love that they're. You know, how you go to some places and the, the the egg rolls are sort of greasy. Yes, they're not greasy. No, very clean. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice because it doesn't leave you with that sort of heavy feeling. But I think what. It was a while ago. I want to say we got like a little sort of... Uh, Bento box, you said. Well, we got a variety of egg rolls, so we got a bunch of different ones. Um, but I love I love bento. I just love bento in general. So when I saw that they have that, I thought that was great. But it's a great place, and it's, again, one of those places that's close to my house, but... I have to go by myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's so weird that you have these non-adventurous. Um... My son made dinner for himself, and I was like, "Oh, great! He's cooking for himself. He made pasta with butter, which a lot of kids like." Right. And that's it. He no, no parmesan cheese. Nothing. Won't eat parmesan cheese. Won't even put salt and pepper on it. Why? I don't know. He's anti-seasoning. I don't know. Is is uh, is his dad like that? No, no. Even he likes salt and pepper. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird to hear kids that being that picky. I don't know. Come to my house for dinner. I... We'll be the only two eating. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, back to uh, the wide world of food. Um, I, I know we we mentioned this at the very end of the show last night, but I have to mention again. Iceland's president proclaims his hatred for pineapple on pizza. Well, he's wrong. Uh, you know, I agree with you. Uh, I think pineapple on pizza works, mm-hmm. especially when it's the Hawaiian pizza. So ham, a little bit of red onion, very little, got to be chopped up really fine. And pineapple, I think it works so well together. You know, I've never had it with the ham. Really? I just like the pineapple. I'm not opposed to the ham, but I've never tried it like that. But yeah, I, I mean, everything has to be chopped up real fine in order for it to work. It's that sort of savory and sweet. Yeah. You know, it's good. I agree. I don't know. He's uh, crazy. That's all. 
Um, so he he comes out and says, uh, so this, um, according to the Iceland's main newspaper or whatever, um, the president whose name I cannot pronounce and I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Don't even try no, it. He told students at an Icelandic high school that if he had the legal power to, he would impose a ban on putting pineapples on pizza. So I kind of said, doesn't it make you feel better about our president? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, at least he's not, you know, focused on that. Um, I also, I wanted to bring up the fact, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but Burger King just bought Popeyes. Yeah, um. For a whopping. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 1.8 billion with a B dollars. I didn't know Popeyes chicken was that, was that, um, that much, that valuable. Well, I think it's more, you don't see a lot of Popeyes around here, but I think you see down, down south maybe it's probably bigger. Yeah, there's one in Fenway in Massachusetts. Uh, it's the popular one that the Red Sox went to when they decided to ruin their uh, their season uh, a few years ago. Yeah. But um, you know what? Popeye's chicken is so good. And they <laughs> do have one on Park Ave in Worcester. Oh, they do? Yes they, yes, they do. At the former Arby's location on Park Ave in Worcester is now a Popeye's. <laughs> oh, that's not, good. It's not a good sign for them. Yeah. And w- where there's, you said there's, there's another one? There's one in Lowell, too. Yeah, it, it's, it's it used to be a walk-in center, a walk-in health clinic, and now it's a Popeyes. <laughs> oh, it kind of still is, isn't it? <laughs> I just find it weird because everyone I everyone who you say, "Have you ever tried Popeyes?" Oh, I love it. Everyone loves it, mm. but it's they're good. not. It is, but it's not more popular. I figured uh, it might be, but it isn't for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but like 1.8 billion, like they must own all of the. They must own. The actual land of the shops, because there's just, there's just not like 1.8 billion. You, you know how much fast food people in this country eat, right? Right, but still, like that's not future profits or you know name rack or anything like that. That's actual assets. I don't know. Like maybe they own chicken farms or something, or production facilities, or because that that's really a lot. That's really a lot for for something that's not even in the top ten. Uh, most popular fast foods. Is it not? No. No. Hmm. I'm going to Google, during the break, next break, I'm going to Google what, like, McDonald's and, like, what Burger King's worth, because 1.8 billion, I don't know. I don't know. That's just, it seems like a lot. Maybe they overpaid. Maybe. I mean, they, they probably overpaid. Uh, 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, more uh, more of the wide world of food funny stories and a couple of of coffee stories I want to get into too here on Taste of Massachusetts. Seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Gave a great shout out to um, 
Red Raven and Acton, they do a great, you know, everyone's doing the whole um, egg on a burger thing. Yeah. And uh, they've been doing it for a very long time. So I gave them, I just wanted to give them an extra shout out today, um, specifically for that. But um, I also wanted to mention, have you, um, I know you probably don't get to Worcester that oft, but um, are you familiar with the Corner Grill in Worcester? Uh, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, they do excellent, very, very thin crust pizza. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been talking to the owner because they, they closed temporarily because of their, uh, they had like landlord issues. Mm-hmm. Um, str- uh, like I think it was like a water main broke and blah, blah. They had to fix it right and all this stuff. And it wasn't them. It was just, you know, these types of things happen. So uh, she finally got, uh, the owner finally got an open date where she's going to reopen on Monday, March 6th. So I am excited because I am definitely going to um, give them a lot of coverage. It, it kind of stinks when a great business that's generally busy all the time and doing well, all of a sudden something like that happens that's beyond their control. So um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people didn't know I'm getting a lot of, Messages saying, uh, I thought it closed, and I'm like, nope, it's going to open. Silly little minor thing. But um, it's not never a minor thing when a business has to close for you know a good amount of time. So I am uh, very, very happy to report that that is going to, uh, they're going to be reopening on March 6th. So great place. Um, continuing, uh, I, we mentioned this last week, but uh, I just wanted to, given the chicken chalupa shell Taco debacle. Did you see that um, there's a KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, in Singapore doing a chicken pizza? So basically what they're doing, instead of a crust, it's a giant flat chicken, chicken nugget. Yeah, and then they build a pizza on top of it. Apparently it's not not very good, but I just figured I'd throw it out there. I See, uh, again, like... I don't think of pizza when I think of Singapore. So. No. <laughs> no, not at all. A lot of different things you think about when you hear the word, name Sing- the word Singapore, but uh, chicken pizza is not one of them. Uh, moving on and uh, kind of circling back, uh, the reason why I, I saw and mentioned that um, egg on burger from Red Raven and Acton was Burger King's newest burger features... A fried egg, which means they're probably the last person on the planet to do it. Well, McDonald's hasn't done it. Yeah, but McDonald's hasn't done it because probably they're too busy with their three size burgers and. I don't even understand that, but. Well, you know they're sticking with their strengths, but um, ugh, like Burger King is so late to the party with everything. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I've never gotten the impression, like, when I was in high school, I had friends that worked at Burger King. I never got the impression that anything was ever actually cooked on a grill there. So no. is it just going to be a microwave fried egg? I don't know, because if the egg isn't runny, I don't know, like, it's not worth it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you that's want the yolk. To- exactly. So I don't know, and uh, that's probably an item that I'm not even going to attempt to try or even force upon an unsuspecting co-host. <laughs> It's kind of funny. No, none of my, like, none of the other co-hosts have realized yet that, like, I generally get them to try all this crazy food, so I don't have to. <laughs> I would try it if you, you know, I, I have no, I'll try it. Yeah. But that's because you're you're looking for food adventure. <laughs> any food adventure you can any get. Any food is good. adventure I can get. Um, 
moving on, uh, Ben and Jerry's, which uh, great uh, great products. I don't care about uh, their crazy political affiliations or views. I see a great product and I say I'm going to buy it. I don't care. And uh, they've got six brand new ice cream flavors. However, I'm kind of uh, upset because three of them are vegan, and I don't think it, it's kind of weird. So I don't know how you do vegan ice cream, but Ben and Jerry's has six brand new ice cream flavors. Three of them are vegan, and the three that are vegan are caramel, al- uh, caramel almond brittle. Okay, so basically peanut brittle, but almond instead of peanut. Cherry Garcia, which is not technically new, right? It's just vegan. It's now. just vegan now, and seven and coconut seven layer bar. Now my question is, how do you do these vegan if it's ice cream? You make it with different kinds of milk. But what kind of milk is vegan? I thought vegan well, means no animal no products. Right. So how do you make ice cream? Well, they have almond milk and soy milk. And yeah, but there's no coconut milk. There's no way that can. I don't know. Anyway, chemicals. I, yeah, chemicals. Chemicals. <laughs> so, like, seriously, next time I go to the supermarket, if I see them, I'm going to look at the ingredients on the side to figure out how they do it. Now, three traditional ice creams, and uh, just give me a yay or nay, up or down on each of these, okay? They just, that first one, they just sound fun to say, the yeah. first two. The first one from Ben & Jerry's, new flavor, ice cream, urban bourbon. Urban bourbon. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Urban it bourbon. sounds fun. I want that one. Uh, what do you think? Yes, yay or nay? I guess so. I, I mean, I would try it. I mean, it's obviously not going to... I wouldn't imagine it would have a super bourbon-y flavor, but... No, they probably make a caramel with bourbon, yeah. like whiskey caramel, bourbon caramel, and that's probably where they get the bourbon. I would try that. Yep. Uh, the second one is truffle kerfuffle, mm-hmm. and the third one... Out of this world. I mean, is it just ice cream with Oats? oatmeal in it? I mean, probably. Although I, I'm a big fan of oatmeal. Well, I like oatmeal, but I don't think, yeah, I want some ice cream in this. No, but like oatmeal cookies, I love. So maybe yeah. it's oatmeal cookie swirled ice cream, which would be good. Will it have raisins in it? Um, probably not, because everyone hates like half the people. Most of the people hate raisins in their oatmeal cookies. Well, then I predict that flavor won't last long. No. You need raisins with an oatmeal cookie. I know, cookie. but so many people hate raisins in their oatmeal cookies. I mean, so many people hate raisins in general. Yeah, just in general, yeah. It's nature's candy, though. It is nature's candy. Do you know what I, I, I seriously think should be a trend, uh, speaking of ice cream just in general? Fresh cookies, mm-hmm. fresh baked cookies with ice cream in the middle sandwiches. With fresh baked cookies. So ice cream sandwiches, cookie ice cream sandwiches, except instead of hard cookies and pre-made and pre-packaged junk, I was going to say crap. So crap, make them fresh cookies, right, out of the oven, give them like 10, 15 minutes to cool so they're a little warm but not really, fresh scoop of ice cream in the middle, smush them together, soft cookie, soft ice cream, awesome. I think there are food trucks that do that, aren't there? Not that I know of. Not with fresh cookies. They do them with, like, you know, pre-made whatever. And I don't mean, when I say fresh, I mean same day. Same day is all all you really need. Well, yeah. As and long as the cookie's still soft. Yeah. Got to be soft. Yeah. 
I'm not even that big of an ice cream person, but I think something like that would make me happy. Well, that's all that matters. Uh, Soft like with a Nestle's chocolate chip cookie? Mm. Um, yeah, that would work. That would work. Well, although, see, the thing is, if it's with a chocolate chip cookie, the chocolate chips would still be, like, when you touch them, they'd Ooh. still be melty. And that might be a little too messy for... Um, You're putting ice cream on a warm cookie. I mean, it's going to be messy regardless. Oh, I know, but, you know, it's still, um, I don't know. I think it still sounds good anyway. Yeah. I think it does. <laughs> uh, let's do one more quick story before the break. And that story is, I have been talking and noticing, for some strange reason, all of these fast food places have been trying to get on the bandwagon of weddings and engagements. Last night we did a story about a guy who proposed to a girl using chicken McNuggets. He said, will you McMarry me? Before A week before that, we talked about Taco Bell doing weddings at their Taco Bell in Las Vegas. Craziness, right? So continuing with this trend, Domino's announces they're going to let engaged couples register for pizza on their webpage. This is either brilliance or insanity. Domino's Pizza has created a wedding registry that lets people give betrothed couples the gift of pizza. Couples sign up for the registry online, and loved ones can give gift cards ranging from $20 to $100. Um, yeah, that's... It's kind of weird, but at the same time... You're registering for pizza. Yeah, but instead of giving a gift, instead of giving a bottle of wine or what have you... You're giving basically a gift card, a, a gift card to Domino's. So it's giving the gift of obesity. Is that <laughs> the gift of a boxed pizza? Exactly. Yeah. And that person in the commercial who is the fastest the box, box preparer folder, or the one yeah. box folder? Yeah. Exactly. Have him as best man or something or oh, witness. That's well. The the re- and the reason. So the reason why like it's it's kind of weird, but at the same time, like the first year you get married, you're like running around a lot. And it kind of makes sense to give... What are you doing when you're running around? No, no. Once like, you're married, all the running around is done. Unless no. you're running errands during the day. No, but like, the, I, mean, I mean, like, setting up the... Once the wedding's over, it's like, you like, clean... Not clean up, but like, all the breakdown of... No? No. So, look, here's the... Here's, you can just here's, have thank you notes to write. Here's, right, <laughs> That's what I remember. Right, yeah. You know, so, running around writing thank you Right, so here's my... But here's my point. Here's Here's, like, the thing. It does make sense to give restaurant gift cards to newlywed couples because the first like year you're married, it's like it would it just kind of helps. So I kind of thought, as crazy as it is, it might be a good trend to start pushing. You know, I don't know if pizza is the way you want. No, maybe not with pizza, but you know, just in general. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back. Final segment of the night coming up. Fast show here on Taste of Massachusetts.
Welcome back, everybody. Final episode. Final episode. Yeah. Final <laughs> segment, not final episode. Final segment of the night here on Taste of Massachusetts. Um, going through some of the stories in the wide world of food. Um, you know, this is an old story, and I never got to it, so I want to get to it now. Okay. How many families, percentage-wise, do you think dined out on Thanksgiving? It took them a while to compile the study, so this isn't as old of a story as it I sounds. I would guess, I don't know, 10%? 10%. I mean, <laughs> good. I wanted to be one of them. Very, very good job. Um, I think we did one year when my parents had their kitchen being remodeled and whatever, but... Um, it's funny because I would think you wouldn't... I'm always surprised that there are restaurants open for big meal holidays like right. that. Right. Um, i got to say, if um, in some instances I can understand its convenience and mm-hmm. you know you can make sure everyone gets together, but at the same time, it's about like staying together throughout the day, chilling out, relaxing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, restaurants uh, can expect business to continue to grow um, 10% of Americans dined out on Thanksgiving last year. The National Restaurant Association um, says that um, restaurants uh, also serve meals in homes. So 29% of holiday meals including an, include an item purchased at a food service outlet. And this is all according to a um, survey market research group that focused on food. And I just thought that was amazing and, I mean, I've started to see, like, especially with everyone wanted, for for a long time, everyone wanted a deep-fried turkey. So you can understand a lot of people would not do that themselves or attempt yeah. that themselves. But 29% basically got takeout for Thanksgiving. Like, is that just the culture we're moving towards? People but, just don't... S- but, I mean, does that, does that include people... Um, like, is that like, you know, my whole family's coming over and I ordered out? Or is it like I used to work at a hospital, so you didn't, you right, didn't get right. food. So you would order it like Boston Market would have right. like a thing and we would order from there so that we'd actually have a Thanksgiving dinner. Is it that or is it like well, everybody's taking the family out to a restaurant? Right. When they say 29% of holiday meals included uh, an item purchased at a food service outlet, um, that's not like that's not including like pies and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know, but it's just it's just a trend, and and uh, restaurants would be smart to get in on it. I know a lot of restaurants that actually um, they'll do si- they'll do all the sides mm-hmm. for you. Like they won't do the turkey, but you can come the day before or the morning of and get you know one tray of stuffing, one tray yeah. of mash, everything ready to go. And I guess I mean if if your family's big enough, maybe or small enough. It may make sense, but well, if that's if that's the case, then my family would be included in that. Why? What'd you get? We had chicken pie. Oh, you did chicken pot pie. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get it from? Harrow's. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Always awesome. Um, I wish more people would uh, would try them. Like so people good. don't understand how good they are uh, because they make everything themselves. It's all oh. fresh. Like that's the reason why. Um, moving on. Um, this is kind of a dry story, but I wanted to mention just in passing, California could help eateries eliminate false reviews. So basically, everyone complains about Yelp mm-hmm. because it's all anonymous reviews. No one even like gives credit to it anymore because everyone knows. Mm. Um, but um, 
there's a the California Supreme Court is uh, seeing uh, or hearing a a a, uh, a case, and uh, depending on how it goes, they may basically require Yelp to get rid of all um, anonymous reviews, which I agree with. Anonymous reviews are not freedom of speech. You know, you have you have freedom of speech. You don't have freedom of anonymity. Well, I mean, but that's the internet. Well, yeah, right, that's true. But like, the thing is, like, you can lie because you're being anonymous. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a good enough liar, you can use your name and lie too. But or yeah, well, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. I I think maybe I don't know. Will people still sort of threaten their waiter with a bad Yelp review? Oh, probably because they're crazy. Yeah. Did you see the episode of? Um, South Park, the Yelp episode. I did not. Oh my God, it's a, it's <laughs> absolutely it's a it's it is true must see TV. <laughs> um, did what was the other one I wanted to get to? Because we only got like time for one more story. Um, see, <laughs> you know what emojis are, of course. Yes, I do. Right, do you use emojis? I do. All right, Seattle restaurants are going to get restaurant grades based on emojis moving forward. So, like, instead of having the letter grade, they'll have an emoji grade? They'll have a smiley face, a frowny face, an angry face. (laughs) Restaurants in King County, Washington, which includes Seattle, will soon sport health inspection cards in their windows, complete with emojis signifying their scores. Instead of letter grades, the cards will show one of four categories from excellent to needs improvement. This is ridiculous. This is I think it's only fitting if they, they use the poop emoji as well, yeah. because some restaurants deserve that. <laughs> Depending on what they're uh, what they're serving, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they wouldn't go that far, though, right? Well, no, but it would be fun if they did. Yeah, it would be. Um, did you hear they're making an emoji movie? I did. Did you hear who's going to voice the poop emoji? No. Captain Picard, Patrick Stewart. Ah, all right. Now I'm good. Now you have to see it, right? <laughs> My kids will want to see it anyway. But I'm go- like, I did. I heard about this emo- the emoji movie, and I'm like, uh, whatever. And then as soon as they s- announced that, I'm like, I got to see it now. I have to see it. I love Patrick Stewart. Everything he does is just wonderful. Um, never, never. Bad. He's an American treasure. No, not he, well, Mariah he's a Carey. British I don't care. He's my American treasure. <laughs> yes, he is. I know he's British. <laughs> I was gonna say, his uh, his uh, King uh, King Lear was the toast of uh, England before he was Picard. I believe it. Very 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 good actor. Um, I just thought this. I'm gonna do this one, and right before we uh, we got to get out of here. But uh, coffee shops elevate vegan lattes with. Are you ready? House made nut milks. This is, this is the reason why I had such a problem with the uh, crazy... The vegan ice cream. Vegan ice cream, because it's not really milk. It's just... Okay, so milk alternatives made from nuts, seeds, and fruits are providing popular with coffee shops across the U.S. Uh, Feathertop in Charleston, South Carolina, stocks almond milk, tahini, cashew, pepita, and coconut cream milks. And milk is in quotes because it's not really milk. That you, that they use in its lattes and other coffee beverages. So, but the problem is, it's not really milk. There's no, 
like there's fat in it, but like it's it doesn't have the properties of milk. It doesn't have the ratio of, um, you know, lipids to water or whatever you want to get technical about it. And so it can't cream the same way. It's not going to turn into ice cream the same way. But yeah, there you go. How to make vegan ice cream? How to make? Oh, you googled it. I googled it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, but it's not. It, I don't know. I mean, they they obviously add a lot of things like honey to it to give it proper um, proper yeah. texture, yeah. sweetness and texture. But the problem is, honey is a is a byproduct of animals too. So they're real vegans don't but eat honey. They're probably going to use agave because that's plant. Yeah, that's true. And then you don't get the right consistency. Wow, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Taste of Massachusetts. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Barbara, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Russ, behind the glass, excellent job tonight, as always. Thank you very much, Vincent. Didn't miss a beat. And um, we will be back next Thursday night. All new great stories and whatnot. A bunch of restaurants I'm going to visit over the next couple of days, so it'll be uh, jam-packed with restaurants. Stay tuned next here on WCRN AMA 34. Michael Savage and the Savage Nation. Or as I like to say, the ultimate culture shock going from this show to Michael Savage here on AMA 30 WCRN.